You're listening to the weekly podcast of Launch Church of Jacksonville, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. It's thank you. Oh, thank you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for recording. Hallelujah. So it says this, it says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord, excuse me, rejoice in the Lord to write the same thing to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you, it is safe. Now, if you know anything, hallelujah. When he says it, Go ahead. it's like, it doesn't bother me to have to repeat myself Amen. and to remind you of something that I said before, because it's important. Amen. That's what he's setting us up to know that, hey, pay attention to what I'm saying. Anything that bears repeating, it requires that we listen to it and heed the instructions. Hallelujah. So he's then, you know, right off rip. I don't mind having to repeat myself again and again. I will. So if you know anything about studying the Bible, whenever you see a finally or therefore or whereunto, that means a conversation didn't start there. So we need to find out what Paul is talking about here that he has to repeat. So let's go over to Philippians chapter one. Let's look at Philippians chapter one really quickly. Hold your fingers in Philippians chapter three because we're coming back. And we're gonna look at verse three. And it says, Paul is speaking to the church of Philippi and he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing, that which he hath begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So now we know what Paul is talking about. It doesn't, it doesn't grieve me to repeat the same thing to you, that the work that God started in you, he is going to perform it and complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You ought to be saying amen where you're at right now. You ought to lift your hands and receive that. Praise God. Because the work that God started in you, he is faithful to complete it. I don't care what demon tries to come up against it. I don't care how many no's you have gotten. I don't care what city has, has booted you out. And now you've moved to a new city. Wherever you go, understand that once God spoke it and once he started it in your life, praise God, he is faithful and just to complete it and not just complete it, but complete it until the day of Jesus Christ return. Hallelujah. So that means when he's whatever he starts in you, the work he starts in you should continue. Even long after you have made your transition into heavenly places, your work that he started, you should continue until the day Jesus comes back and says, all this is over. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go back to Philippians chapter three. Praise God. This is good. Hallelujah. Looking at verse two. Now it says, beware of dogs underline that phrase in your bible hallelujah beware of evildoers beware of the concise now i want to take a time and look at this because there's a lot of information in verse two that is that is very crucial to to you being able to complete or fulfill what god already ordained you to complete and fulfill in this life the first group of people that paul says you need to beware of are dogs now, if you do your research in the Bible, you know there's three sets of groups. You have your Pharisees, you have your Sadducees, and then there's a group that you rarely hear about in the Bible, but is a group called the Judaizers. Now, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they studied the law, they lived by the law, and all they wanted to do was the law, and they couldn't see past the law. They had the Messiah in front of them. And they could not see past the, the law to see that the Messiah, the one who come to fulfill the law, was standing right in front of them. So when you go to church, you hear most pastors preach about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But what you don't hear a lot of, a lot of is this one group called the Judaizers. And you really only see them one time talked about in the Bible because the Judaizers was a group that actually believed that Jesus was the Messiah. The Judaizers was the group that on Palm Sunday, they came and they laid their cloaks down. They laid palms down. They laid whatever they needed to lay down in order for Jesus to cross as a Messiah. However, the Judaizers was also the same group 
a couple of day a couple of days later or a week later that said crucify him. Hmm. Selah, stop and think about it. So this group of Judaizers who Paul calls the dogs are believers that sit in the same church you sit in, that hear the same words you hear. Hallelujah. And Paul says, beware of these people that worship the same Jesus you worship, that speak in the same tongues you speak in, that pray and sound the same way you sound. Because at their heart of hearts, they're really not for you. They're totally against you. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we have this thing called church hurt. This is where it comes from. Because when we go to church, we automatically assume that everybody in the church, because of that we're all going to the same church, believes the same way, and they have my best interests at heart. But in reality, the Bible says here to the church of Philippi, Paul is talking. He says, look out for those dogs, and he calls them dogs. Look out for those ones that have an appearance of godliness, but there's no God, God inside of them. Look out for those ones that sit in the church next to you and say, amen, preach, Pastor Joshua. Amen, you right on prophesy, Joshua. Amen, you right on prophesy, Vonda. Amen, the anointing to stick at launch church. Be careful for those ones that come in that look like they are believers, but in reality, they're just dogs. Oh, Holla, I didn't say it. I'm not trying to be named, calling you names. I'm calling you what the Bible calls you. I'm saying what the Bible says. He says, look out for those who find themselves or who say or who are dogs. And then he goes on in the Amplified and he gives you a, a, a better example on why, how you know they are dogs. He says this, look out for those that are dogs, Judaizers, or those that are legalistic. Yeah. There it is right there. Legalistic. Those people that you see in the church that worship the same Jesus you worship, worship the same God you worship, that show up on Resurrection Sunday, show up on midweek services, he said, we call them dogs when I find them being legalistic. You want to tell them what legalistic means? Religious busybodies. <laughs> Religious busybodies. Religious busybodies. So look out for those who are religious busybodies telling you, oh, that's not saved. Oh, that's not God. Oh, this, no, well, the Bible says this. And they live by the law. They live by the law instead of the grace that Jesus gave them. Hallelujah. Then it goes on to say, after that one, I spent a lot of time on that one because that was a little hard to digest in my opinion. Like, man, the people that I believe in, that I call friends could be the same one that stabbed me in the back and stopped me from doing what God called me to do. Yes, indeed. I've seen it in my own life. We've seen it in other people's lives that we've counseled that people will, will, will literally stop you from doing what God has called you to do by saying that's not going to work. No, nah, you need to do this. Oh, you're not ready. I don't see a leader in you. You need more training. You need to sit down and they will hinder you from accomplishing what God has called you to accomplish because you have put so much faith and belief in them. I told this to somebody the other day or a couple months ago, one the other day. And I said this, when we're talking about Jesus, it is, he is always going to offer freedom. Anything that offers that, that tries to contain you or limit you outside of sin. Now, now sin, like God, the Bible is clear on sin, but anything that tries to limit your ability in your movement outside of sin, isn't God. It's religious or it's religion. Jesus says, I come to bring liberty and bring liberty to all. That word liberty means freedom. I come to bring freedom. So if I'm in a situation where I see, where I'm having a, someone contain or limit or shackle what I'm trying to do, it's not God. Right. Mm. Because who are, who is man to tell you what you can and can't do? Come on. When God's word says that he can do the impossible. Come on. In any situation, no matter what it looks like, no matter if they haven't even seen it before, if it hasn't been done in their family before, who says that God can't make that thing happen today in your life, in my life? And his word, what he says is that he can do all things. We can do all things, but he can do the impossible. So I believe and I stand on what God says that he's going to do it. Amen. 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 And man cannot tell me otherwise. Amen. Hallelujah. Number two, it says, 
be careful for evildoers and in mischief workers. Now, I want to I want to explain this because I've had some people read this and say, oh, I'm not supposed to work with the world. I'm not supposed to work with the world. And that's not what this is saying. The Bible says, beware of evildoers and mischief workers. Those two phrases, when you look them up in the Greek, is are people who excite or instigate fights. Be careful for people who excite or instigate fights. Doesn't mean you can't work with the world. I want to be very clear. Let us not be foolish and say, I'm only going to serve Christians. That's not how God has called us to be. That's not how we make an impact on the world. Remember, it is our Savior that's set with sinners. It is our Savior that served sinners, that served pagans, that served tax collectors. It is our Savior that did that. So for us to have the mindset that I will never work with anybody that's not saved is absolutely ridiculous. And the person that the Bible says here is one who excites or one who instigates fights. Now, I don't know about you, but I can think about three or four people. <laughs> I can think about three or four people that I know that just instigate fights or excites them. That gets me. Hey, you know, so that I call them gossipers. That's what I call them gossipers because they you know so-and-so said this 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 about your business or so-and-so said this 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 about what you're trying to do and so-and-so said this and that about what you're trying to do getting you off off target making you miss the bullseye and what god has called you to do and now your eyes are on what so-and-so said instead of what god has told you to do beware of those people beware of Oh, well, the pastor say he don't believe in your, in your vision. And you ain't heard the pastor or so-and-so say whatever they say. And yet your vision now, you mad at the pastor, you mad at so-and-so, and your vision is off of what God has called you to do. What he said, I will perform, being confident that he will perform until the day of Jesus Christ. But the enemy has now come in and taken your vision off of what God said he will perform and got you way over here. Instigate fights. We had a, a instigation to this week. You told us one thing and then you did another. When the, when the paperwork came to sign the contract, it was something else. So beware of those people. And then thirdly, and these are the, the ones I, I need to look out for the most, those who mutilate the flesh or in, in the KJB, it says be aware of the concision. And what that means is those who mutilate the flesh in order to, to make, make it seem like I'm doing something righteous. In other words, you know what? You, you, need to, you need to fast for 45 days in order for God to bring this to pass in your life, right? Be careful for those. The, the, when, to look it up in the uh, Greek, it is an individual or group that seeks to mortify or deaden their sinful nature by doing extreme things to the flesh as a part of the process of sanctification. Wow. Mm. You ever heard somebody say, oh, well, God didn't do that for you because you did this wrong? Or God didn't, God couldn't fulfill this in your life because you messed up over here? Have you ever heard that person or ran into somebody that says, because you live in this way, God can't do that? Or because you got this happening, God can't do that? That's what Paul right here is telling you to be, be aware of. Be aware of. When someone comes in and tries to alter or shape your life in a certain way because they feel like what you're doing is not right. I'll tell you one big one in the church. People believe that Christians are supposed to be poor all over the world. It's not just a, a, a certain sect of people. People believe that a Christian is supposed to be poor. And the scripture that they use to back it up is in Matthew, where Jesus told the tax collector that foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And now when you have money, people try to, people try to make you feel guilty for having money. Right. Oh, I know it. <laughs> I know it. This is a huge problem in the church. And, I, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm here to preach this huge prosperity message, but I am here to say that God wants you blessed. Amen. And no matter which way it comes, he wants you blessed. He Because you can't be a blessed, a blessing if you're not blessed. You can't do his ministry if you're not blessed. But again, like I told you some weeks ago, a poor savior, if Jesus was poor, there would be no need for him to have a treasurer. I've never seen a homeless guy with an accountant. 
So that scripture, when, when Jesus is talking about birds have nests and foxes have holes, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his life. He was literally saying, because we travel, there are nights that we sleep on the ground or sleep in the, in the wilderness. And you are used to sleeping in hotels. And there will be some nights, praise God, to this pay, to this task collector, he was saying that you're going to have to sleep on the floor. Can you sleep on the floor? Even though we got money, we're not going to go over here because this city is close and go get in this hotel. We're going to stay the direction God has us going. And if we have to sleep on the floor tonight, that is what we're going to do. Hallelujah. I'll give you, I'll back it up even more. Do you remember in Matthew when Jesus was training his disciples and he said, I'm going to send you out two by two? In that sending out of two by two, Jesus said, I want all of you all to leave your wallets. <laughs> which means the disciples could have paid yes. to, to be in a hotel, but Jesus was teaching them how to trust God. Amen. So it's not a sin to have money. It is not a sin to have a lot of money. Praise God. It's actually a blessing so that you can be a blessing to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So those people who mutilate the flesh, who make you feel guilty for doing something or having something that they feel the Bible says you're not supposed to have. Beware of those people. Hallelujah. Those are the three people Paul said. Now, let's keep reading. I'm going to jump over into the Amplified because I think the Amplified makes this thing so good and it makes it like a big steak that's been cooked medium well. Praise God with, with, with horseradish, creamy horseradish. I need to stop. Amen. Let me stop. That's how I like. Amen. That's how I like. All right. Verse three in the Amplified says, for we Christians are the true circumcision who worship God in spirit and by the spirit of God and exalt in glory and pride ourselves in Jesus Christ and put no confidence or dependence on what we are in the flesh and on outward privileges and physical advantages and, and external experience appearances excuse me so now paul is saying here's how you can determine a real christian someone who puts no confidence or dependence on who we are in the flesh okay i mean the muscles you got how good you look i don't care how smart you are we put no confidence in the flesh this is how i know i'm dealing with a christian some of the first words you will hear them say is Take that before God. Before you talk to me, have you prayed first? Uh, yeah, yeah, Joshua, you're good with business. You're good with numbers. And I am. I'm very good with numbers. And I can cause a business to, to turn around and change and go a whole different direction. That is just something God has blessed me with. But I have absolutely no confidence in it. You want to know why? Because if God didn't tell me to do it, I'm not going to do it. If you know how many people come to me in a week and ask me, Joshua, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And I turn them down because God did not tell me to get involved with that. Then you know that 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 this person really is a Christian. Because that's what happens in my life. The Bible says you want to be able to judge somebody if they are a true believer. See how much confidence they have in their flesh. They get into, I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> and I have to watch myself because sometimes I, I do that too. I'm going to make this happen. Hallelujah. Let's keep reading. Anything you want to add to that? And I was going to say, it just takes a mature Christian to stop and allow room for God, to hear God, to hear Holy Spirit say, do this, don't do this, go this way, don't go that way. It just takes a second or two just to acknowledge Holy Spirit as our helper. That's all it takes. Amen. Look at Paul. Paul says here in verse four, he starts to list his accolades. He says, though for myself, I have at least grounds to rely on the flesh. Paul was saying, I got grounds to rely on the flesh. If you know anything about Paul's history, why he his name was Saul before he came, Paul, Saul was married. People don't know that, but he was, if you do, if you do a, 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 background check on him and he was the highest pharisee and pharisees had to be married so they would not be tempted by god or by the flesh so it was a requirement that paul was married he had the highest education he learned from underneath the the greatest pharisees that ever walked the earth and he had i mean he was the top of the top you could not find anybody greater than paul educational wise or spiritual wise in the things of god and Paul says, if anybody had an opportunity or should rely on the flesh, it's me. 
<laughs> I can rely on the flesh. If any other man looking verse looking back at verse four, man considers that he has or seems to have reasons to rely on the flesh and the physical in outward advantage, I still have more. Look at what Paul is saying. If any man thinks that he has reason to believe, I have even more because I got the, the degrees on the wall. I got the plaques. I got the, the 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 testimonies. I got everything you could think of. I got it all on my wall, and I have more of a reason to rely on my flesh than any other body in this person in this world. Let's jump down to verse six. As to my zeal, I was a persecutor of the church, and by the law standard of righteousness, supposed justice, uprightness, and right standing with God. I was proven to be blameless and no fault was found in me. He did everything right. He followed the law of the land to the T. But whatever former things that I might have been gains to me, I have come to consider as one combined loss for Christ's sake. Look at that. My God. Look at that. Paul says here that in this press that I'm doing, this press that I'm pressing towards this mark, I'm pressing towards the completion of what God has called me to do. What he spoke back in Philippians one, that he is faithful and just to complete what he started in me. Paul says, I have every reason to believe in my flesh. I got all the accolades. I got all the degrees and I have a reason to believe in my flesh. But he says, I count all those former things as lost when it comes down to Christ. In order for me to complete this press, I got to count everything that I know as a loss when it compares to Christ. Mm, 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 mm. Look at verse eight. Yes, furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possessions of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth and supreme advantage of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord, and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and more clearly. Paul says, I leave all that I know to the side. I ask God, okay, well, God, why do you have me here in this, this particular scripture when it seems like things are not going my way? And his response was, my children, he didn't just respond to me because God, very seldom does he respond directly to me where he's talking directly to me. He uses it to teach me a lesson about the body of Christ. And he told me this, that my children never understand this verse. When things don't go their way, when those dogs show up, when those mischief workers show up when those mutilators of the flesh show up they jump into their flesh including you joshua and you have to come to a point in your life where you understand that god's ability is greater than yours amen say that one more time amen you gotta come to a point in your life where you understand and you comprehend that God's ability is greater than yours. Man. And it be, it's tough because you know what you know. You have a life of experience. You've been through some things. You've encountered some things. You have experience. But even with that, God says, I need you to lay all that to the side because that's your flesh. And I need you to completely rely on me. I want you to notice well, let me not jump ahead. Completely rely on me. And this is how he says, I want you to completely rely on me. He says, I want you to become progressively and intimately more knowledgeable of me. You know what that tells me? That just because God did it one way in 2017 doesn't mean he's going to do it the same way in 2023. That's what that verse tells me, because he would not say become progressively intimate with me. In other words, God says, I'll give you something one way one year, 
But as you progress in your knowledge of me, you'll notice that I'll tell you to do stuff differently because I'll begin to open up more of who I am to you. And a lot of us, including myself, are still working on 2017 intimacy. Ay, 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 ay. That's to my friend. We're still working on 2016 intimacy. We're still working on what grandma taught us intimacy. We're still working on what mom and dad taught us in the Bible intimacy. But we're not working on the intimacy that is progressively growing and knowing who God is. Because in 2017, God might have said, go to this bank and get a loan. But in 2024, God might say, I want you to go to this website and apply for a grant. I'm preaching better than y'all are saying amen at y'all homes. I can hear y'all. Open up y'all mouths and say amen at y'all home. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm talking real good. Hallelujah. God will tell you, instead of doing this by yourself, I want you to add this partner. Watch this. God will tell you, instead of signing the contract to be a part of this company, I want you to start your own business doing the same thing. Look here. I'll give you a testimony. Hallelujah. Praise God. I did that. That that one rang true to me because I had an opportunity come across my table with a particular company in television. And I was so excited. And I heard God say, television is where I want you at. And because I didn't take time to progressively seek him and become more intimate with him in that area, I went and signed a contract with a company, praise God, that did television to have just a channel on their television network. And God said, when I, when I signed and all was done, I said, God, I did it. Are you proud of me? And he said, no, that's not what I told you to do. I said, you told me television. He said, I told you to start your own. So now I had to go back <laughs> and get out of a contract. Praise God. Hey, uh, take a loss to pay me to get out of a contract to go do it the way God told me to do it. But because I did not, become progressively intimate with him. I just automatically thought, oh, when he said this, go jump on it. And there's a lot of us in this world today, praise God, that are doing and living our life just like that. We got a great idea. We got a great vision. And we have yet to become progressively intimate with God to see if this is what we want to do. And what happens is because we have not become progressively intimate with him and seeing if this is the direct direction he wants us to take, we get in an argument with our business partners. We get in an argument with whatever we're trying to do. It doesn't work out the way we want it to work out. It doesn't happen or go the way we want it to go. And ultimately, we say, God, maybe you didn't call me to do this. And we give up and the press is gone. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm. The press is gone. And then we say, well, what if we're left? What am I going to do? And is life supposed to be like this forever? If this just my life, maybe I just need to accept this. And it's not that you need to accept it. It's because you started to rely on your flesh. Because you had experiences, praise God. Because you had some wisdom, you've been through some stuff, but because you relied solely on your flesh, you missed how God was moving. And as a result, your press now, your press, which is to apply pressure, is gone at the first sign of some defense against what you're trying to do. Come on. And we have to become a believer with the mindset that when God tells me what to do, praise God, that I have a God that is very detailed all throughout the Old Testament. Hallelujah. He gave detail upon detail upon detail, and he is not a God that will change. How do I know that? Because his verse says, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. So if he's a God that won't change, that means he's a God that still gives detail on detail on detail. But if I let my flesh get in the way, I'll miss the details, and I'll begin to think that he didn't want me to do something that he called me to do and I'll back away from doing what he called me to do because I didn't get the details because I relied on experience I relied on education I relied on my accolades I relied on my degrees on the wall I relied on my flesh and my flesh gotta get went up against some opposition and as soon as my flesh went up against opposition I did not know how to fight back because I was walking
walking by the flesh instead of walking by my spirit. Or, or we rely on what's comfortable, oh, come on. where we've been before, because we did it that way before, because God told us to do that then. That's what we're supposed to do now. And God is like, no, see, there is a process that he takes us through. And in this process, there are steps. And with every step, we're to go back and ask God. We're supposed to seek God in everything, not just in the beginning and thinking he's going to give us everything. Because as we just talked about, there's a progression. There is a, a place that God is trying to get us to. So he gives us little breadcrumbs. He gives us what we need to get us on the way. And then as, as he sees that we can handle that, he gives us a little bit more. But it takes us going back to seek him for the more to get the other instructions. But we have to go back. We have to go back. We can't get used to this is how it was done before. This is God is going to say the same thing. Oh, I know what he's going to say. No, we don't. You never know the instruction because half the time we didn't complete the last instruction. So a lot of times we don't get the new instruction until we complete the old or the one that God gave us before. But it requires us to go back and to seek God. Amen. That's so true. Hallelujah. It requires us, even while you were talking, I was, I was, I, God dropped in my spirit that there was a time, have you ever had say, like when I first got saved, it seemed like everything I prayed for just happened when I first got saved. But now for some reason, it seemed like stuff not happening as fast as, as it would happen. But God said, when you're a baby, I will allow you. Just like when you have a baby here, I will allow some things. But I, as a parent, you're not going to let your baby crawl for the rest of their life. You're going to go buy the stuff that is necessary for the challenge them to walk. And then eventually you're going to challenge them to run. And then eventually all the guy guy, blah, 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 is good. And then eventually you're going to say, I need you to use your words. Right. So you're going to start yeah. training the child to use their words in the same way you train that child progressively to become an adult so that they can live in today's society. God says, I'm training you as my children and you have to progressively come with me. Listen, some of you guys are, are needing to be talking and you're still in the Gaga Google stage and you're still in the yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're wondering why God isn't responding is because God is trying to get you to start using your words hallelujah he's trying to get you from crawling into walking from walking into running praise god he's trying to get you but until you realize that your flesh is not what you're supposed to rely on praise god it's only his, knowing him progressively and intimately that you're supposed to rely on you will stay in gaga google stage come on and how many believers have I met, have we met that is in Gaga Google stage? I mean, some point, sometimes, and I'm not trying to be facetious or be mean, but sometimes I have to ask myself, like, you still dealing with that? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take some time mm -hmm. and get before God. Like, I know it sounds hurtful to say something like that, and I'm not trying to be hurtful because you guys know my heart out there. I want you to win, and I want you to win aggressively, praise God. Not just win, but win aggressively. But it's certain things that we deal with. It's like we still dealing with them. Right. Like, let's move past that. Let's move past the fact that I got to I gotta do 10 or 12 things before I come back and say, okay, God, I give up. Whatever you want, I'm going to let you have it. Why can't we just start there? God, here's the situation. How should I handle it? Yes. And I'm not going to touch it until you say something. And when they call you and try to rush you, well, this is about to happen. If you don't make a move, this and this and that, our response is, yeah. I understand. If I lose it, I just lose it. God has something better for me. I'm not going to allow you to rush me into a decision, and God has not spoken on it yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That goes for purchasing a house. That goes for whatever you do in your job. If there's a there's a, 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 a position that takes you halfway across the land and causes you to leave a church that God planted you in. And I don't care how much money it is. You ought to take time and wait. And your boss saying, well, I need a decision by the end of the week. I'll give you a decision if God has spoken. Because hmm. sometimes us making those decisions to go halfway across the world turns into the demise of our being my god yes come on hallelujah let's keep going praise god well we started out talking about paul said that he's doing this for our safety yeah so it's for our good it's not he's not giving us this revelation and giving us these instructions just to give it to us yeah it's for our safety it's to protect us it's to protect us from ourselves 
my God, from going back to what happened, why it happened, staying, what you just talked about is a delay. I almost wanted to to liken it to like self-sabotage. Mm. Like it's a delay when you can't get past your own stinking thinking. You can't get the next instructions because you stuck on why you even have to do it. Yeah. It's just maturing. Yeah. Let's mature. Because God has taken us someplace. Amen. We're not going to always be in this place. I guarantee you, unless you just want to stay here. But God, his desire is to see us go from grace to grace and glory to glory. Hallelujah. And you got to ask yourself, as you mentioned that Holy Spirit was speaking to me, you have to ask yourself, have you ever found yourself saying something like, man, when is this season going to change? Yes, come on. Ay, 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 I've ay. done it. Well, yeah, well, I've said it too. It's not just y'all. I told you. I'm, I told you. This message is for me. I'm preaching to me right now. Hallelujah. I'm taking this in just as much as y'all are taking this in. But I've found myself in situations where I've said, God, when is this season going to change? And a lot of reasons why the, the season has not changed is because I haven't sought him. And I haven't become more intimate with him in this in this particular season. And what he's trying to get to me. And I promise you, God says I'm no respect the person. So the same way he's dealing with you or with me, he's dealing with you. Come on. So he wants me, praise God, to say, Joshua, or say, Holy Spirit, show me what I need to learn in this season so I can move past it. Some of y'all been in seasons, praise God, for 10, 12 years. My Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter three that seasons are supposed to change. And if your season isn't changing, it must mean that you've one or two things. You've lost your press mm. Mm, or you are refusing to hear what God has said to do in order to get out of that season. Oh, glory. Ooh, the uncomfortable place. Yeah. Boy, tears can just flow out of my eyes right now. And what do you mean you've lost your press? Press, that means you've, you've made up in your mind that this is just something I'm not supposed to have. Yeah, this is the hand I've been dealt. Yeah, that that this is the hand I've been dealt. The devil is a lie. I, 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 it's nothing I'm supposed to have. Right. The, maybe I missed it. And some of you guys are supposed to have been two, 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 12, 15 years ahead of where you're at today. But because you've lost your press. Come on. And you, and you know where it is, because every time you try to make a move, it seems like something happens to stop you. And I've told you and taught you before, when something happens, when you're trying to make a move that God told you to move, a move that you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're supposed to make and something happens, that must mean breakthrough is on the other side, but you got to push past whatever's trying to hinder you from getting where you're supposed to be. That's why it's important for us to move quickly. Yeah. So we can get out of our own head because you know we'll talk ourselves out of something fast. We'll do it quick. So it's important that when God speaks that we obey and not the delayed thing, but we obey and we obey immediately. Mm -hmm. Amen. Some of you supposed to switch jobs. Some of you supposed to switch cities. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. But because, but every time it seems like you, you go to do that, something just happens and it draws you back. And that's what the enemy does. He wants to put stuff in your way to say, you know what? This is impossible because why he understands if you make it past that move, you are now going to start destroying his territory. You're now going to run into all that God has called you to be and become all that God wants you to be, which is bad for him. Because when you become all that God wants you to begin to be, you become now a living testimony okay. and you begin to talk and say to other people, trust God and do what he says, do which hurts the enemy's territory. So when he sees you, about to make a move, praise God, hallelujah, that is going to hurt him, he puts a distraction or a block to press against you. And you got to press by calling on the word that God spoke over your life and saying, I see this press in the way, but I'm going to apply pressure on my covenant because I know that I know that I know God has sent me this way and I'm not letting no devil in hell stop me from getting where I need to be. Some of y'all need to be packing your bags right now as I'm talking. Put the thing on loud and go up to your room and pack your bag and get out of the city you in, praise God. Some of you all need to be on your computer typing up your resignation letter so you can go start the business that God told you to start. But until you 
it. It will always be the same thing. And you're continually losing your press, praise God. And I'm here today, praise God, to not only give you your press back, to get my press back as well. Hallelujah. Some of you all need to call your sisters and your brothers, and you need to say what you need to say, praise God, because God told you to say it. But it's always been a roadblock there, praise God. And for some reason, praise God, for some reason, you wonder why life is like this. It's because you have lost your press. And today, you get it back in Jesus' name. Don't you want to lift your hands, praise God, and say, today, I receive my press, my press back. Hallelujah. I receive my press back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we receive it now in Jesus' name. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord God. We receive it now in Jesus' name. I'm getting my press back. I'm getting my energy back, praise God. I'm getting my desire back. I'm getting my will back, praise God. I'm getting my talk back in me, praise God. I don't care what you say, what you say, enemy. I don't care what you try to bring up against me. You're not going to stop me because I'm going to apply pressure on the covenant that God has given me. And on the word he has spoken over my life and I will not be denied. I will not be hindered and I will not be thrown off course, but I will get all that God has called me to accomplish. Why? Because I am confident in this very thing Hallelujah. that God is faithful to complete the work that he started in me. Oh, shout hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is faithful in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I see you in the chat. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. He is faithful. He is faithful. Glory. Get your press back. Today, we get our press back. Today, we put our press back. We push back on what the enemy is trying to do. And we do what God tells us to do, despite the circumstance. Despite, I don't care. My watch telling me I'm too loud. I need to calm down. I don't care, but I'm getting my press back in Jesus' name. Get your press back. I see you. I see you, Bob. Get your press back. I see you, iPhone user. Get your press back. Hallelujah. I see you, Shay. Get your press back in Jesus' name. Get your press back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I will not be hindered. I will not be denied. Hallelujah. I will get all that God has for me in Jesus' name. Get your press back. Amen. Hallelujah. No more delays. No more delays. Delays. No more delays in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Get your press back. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me just give you this, what this means when he, when Paul says, I counted all the loss and we'll wrap up here. We'll pick back up on, on next week in Jesus' name. Glory to God. I count, uh, counted all loss. It means Counting all loss means that if we choose between or have a choice between Christ and something else, we choose Christ. All day. All day long. Should I go to this job or should I stay here where God told me to stay at? Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay where God told me to stay at. Should I do this? Should I leave this boyfriend? Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> should I leave this girlfriend or should I stay in this relationship? I'm going to do what God told me to do, which what, whichever way it is. Praise God. But God, he don't look the way I thought he would look. Yeah, but that's your husband. <laughs> yeah, but God, but God, but God, yeah, but that's the one that's going to love you the way I told him to love you. And that's the one that's going to push you to complete all that God has called you to complete. That is the one. So stay right there with him. All right. But God, he's so fine over there. He got six pack abs and this one got a belly. I don't care. Uh, mm. When I counted all loss, I'm going to choose what Christ says to choose, regardless of what my flesh says to choose. Amen. Go ahead and read number two. Praise God. Counting all as lost means that we will deal with everything in ways that draws us near to Christ so that we gain more of Christ and we enjoy more of him by the way we relate to everything. Hallelujah. Count it all loss means that I'm going to respond and deal with everything in life in a way that draws me closer Amen. to Christ. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Mm. 
Amen. You ought to say amen to that. When I'm having that argument, I'm going to handle that argument in a way that I'm being drawn closer to God. In other words, God can say, I'm pleased at how you handled that disagreement. Amen. I'm pleased at how you handled your sister or your brother. I'm pleased at how you handled your husband or your wife, your children. I'm going to do whatever I do. I'm going to do it in a way that I'm being drawn near to Christ and I gain more of Christ, praise God, and I enjoy him being happy with me. I don't know about you, but it's one of the most refreshing feelings in the world to know that God is pleased with me. I, I love it when I go to different conferences and a prophet will pick me out of the room and say, Joshua, God told me to tell you, or young man, God told me to tell you, he's pleased with what you're doing. All that makes my heart just smile in the inside. Why? Because I, I live to do everything so that I'm being drawn closer to him. Even in this disagreement this week, praise God, even though I didn't like it, my wife will tell you, I had to come home and bite pillows, praise God, and sink my head in the couch and scream and, and go upstairs and walk downstairs and then go back upstairs and then walk back downstairs, lay on the floor quiet for a couple hours. I was mad. I was ticked off because I got I got myself excited about moving into a building, praise God. And, and, and it, it happened the way it happened, but I still handled Pastor Mike in that church at Lighthouse Church the right way. And they left with a great taste in my in their mouth would launch church in Pastor Joshua, even though Pastor Joshua was ticked off. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Why? Because I care more about how God views me than giving somebody a piece, a piece of my mind. I care more about how God says, Joshua, well done, than, than feeling justified and saying and telling that person off. Understanding that Though they did what they did, that's still my brother and that's still my sister in Christ. Yes, come on. Hallelujah. Number three, counting all a loss as loss means that we will seek to deal with the things of this world in a way that shows that they are not our treasure, but rather that Christ is our treasure. That is, we hold things loosely, share things generously, and ascribe value to things in relation to Christ. Let me say that last part one more time. That means we hold things loosely, share things generously, and ascribe value to things in relation to Christ. In other words, I don't. when I get something, I'm not just holding on to it. I ain't letting it go. God gave me this. This is mine, and I don't care what it is. That means I have now made whatever I'm holding on to my God and I have not counted it loss. Remember, everything that God gives me, even when he starts blessing this church, because I know this church is blessed. Praise God. When I say blessed, I'm talking about financially blessed. Praise God. Even when he starts to give it to you, you can't turn on this switch that I ain't never had this type of money and I'm going to hold on to it. Praise God. No, 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 no. You, God says, I have to have the place that even when I give you something, I might give you 10,000 and tell you to sow 10,000 at the same time. Hallelujah. I know it sounds crazy, but it, it happens. I might give you 5,000 and tell you to sow 5,000. Praise God. I hold it loosely because all of this that I have, whether it's a house, a car, millions of dollars in the bank, whatever it is, I hold it loosely because whenever God says he needs it, I easily give it. That's what it means. Counting it all lost. Hallelujah. Go ahead and read number four. Counting all loss means that if we lose any of all things this world can offer, we will not lose our joy our, or our treasure or our life because Christ is our joy and our treasure and our life. That is, in smaller losses, we will not crumble. Um, and we get greater, and I'm sorry, and in greater losses, we will grieve. We will not, we will not grieve. Oh, we will grieve, but we will ahead. grieve, but not as those who have no hope. Amen. So what I mean here, when we lose something in a smaller value, we won't we won't grumble or crumble. We won't complain about it. We won't get all mad and fear. For example, let's say you, you lose a, a, a five hundred dollars. I don't know what you would be gambling five hundred dollars for. But let, let's just say you lose something you wanted. Praise God. Let's say there was a you were looking for a house. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the example. You were looking for a house. Praise God. And you found a perfect house that you wanted and somebody came and outbidded you. And they got the house and you didn't get the house. You won't be mad and upset, but you'll say, you know what? Just because I, I didn't get it, that means, God, you have something better for me. That's I know God. about it. 
That's my answer. God has something better for you. Hey, man, I'm still learning that answer. Well, I'm yeah. still learning it. I am because I, I told you I'm preaching this sermon to myself. I'm going to be as real as real can be with y'all. The reason why I say that is because I remember and I go back to what God spoke to me. I go back to the prophecies. I go back to what I heard God say about me. I go back to his word about what he says he wants to do in my life for me, what he wants to do in your life. Go back to that and hold on to that. Amen. It's, it's so true. And, and I'm, 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 I'm there. I'm working this one because when I get my eyes set on something, praise God. And she's laughing at me because she knows it. Right. I'm working on, I get my eyes set on something and I, it's like, I got to have this, this is it. And, and then when it doesn't happen my way, I, 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 my heart starts to break and I get down a little bit. And I'm like, God, get me up. And she starts to get me up. And I'm like, I'm supposed to get this. This is how it's supposed to be. And it wasn't until I began to realize that God has something better or still realizing right. God has something better. God has something better. And I have to say that to myself when I feel the enemy trying to press me down. God has something better. God has something better. God has something better. When I lost this and I wanted this, God has something better. God has something better. And then you see on a greater loss, let's say you lose a loved one. We don't we grieve, but we don't grieve as, as those that don't have any hope. Right. We understand that we lose a loved one in Christ, praise God, that we will see them again. We understand that this life that we're living is not the only life we are going to live. There is another life. And I know it sometimes it's hard and difficult to believe because we, when we see death, all we see is just an empty shell in the casket. And, and, and it's like it's, it's hard to understand that there's a life after this life. But trust me, there is a life after this life. And if you struggle to believe it, I tell you what, just believe it and <laughs> praise God. Just believe it. Cause I promise you when the, that day come, you're going to be happy. You believed it. There's a lot of things that it's hard to believe. Look, we, we believe in comic books all the time. We believe that Superman is the strongest man, that the incredible Hulk is just the, the, the meanest, greenest thing on the world. And that the Avengers are just the baddest fighting crime people. It's all fictional, but we believe it. Praise God. So this is real. This Bible is real, so just believe it. I tell you the truth. I believe everything in this Bible. I believe the words. I believe the the, the index. I believe the, the concordance. <laughs> I believe the maps. I believe it all. I believe the blank pages on this Bible. I believe it all. Just believe it. Because why? I want the world to know that this world is not my treasure. God is my treasure. And though I might live nicely in this world, Though I might have nice things in this world, I hold it loosely because if God needs me to give it away, I give it away with ease because I understand all the stuff that I might have, I counted all the loss. I counted, as Paul says in verse eight, I counted rubbish when it compares to getting to know who God is more intimately and progressively in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. We'll pick up this on next week. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's going to get gooder and gooder. We're getting our press back in Jesus name today. I pray in Jesus name, heavenly father, all those who are online that are listening, those Lord God that are right here in this house listening. I pray for their press right now in Jesus name. I decree and declare that their press is coming back to them. Father God, that ability to push back against the distraction that's trying to hinder them from getting to where you have called them to be. I decree and declare now, God, that you'll put that dog back inside of them, that they will not be denied. Hallelujah. That they will not be turned away, that they will not give up and that they will not give in, but they will stay completely attached to you, father God. And they'll begin to press back by applying pressure on the covenant that you have given them. I pray that for everybody under the sound of my voice right now in Jesus name. I decree and declare that their spiritual muscles are strengthening right now. I decree and declare that their biceps are strengthening. That spiritual muscle called faith is strengthening right now in Jesus name and that they are getting their press now. Yes, even now I feel a spirit of, of rejuvenation flowing out of me into this microphone, into the camera and onto everybody that is listening. I feel it hallelujah dreams being the ambition to complete dreams being coming back to reality in jesus name 
Hallelujah. I feel it in the inside of me that somebody is going back to their journal. Hallelujah. And, and picking up on their journal and saying, I can do this. Praise God. I, I feel it on the inside of me. Somebody is saying they've had an idea to start something. And they're like, I don't know, but I know and I want to, but I don't know quite how. But I hear today and I'm feeling today that today is the day you have developed that press and you have made your mind up that this is what I am going to do in Jesus name, despite the distractions, despite the hindrances, despite what might try to come my way. I am determined that this is going to happen. I see even pressing people's marriages. I'm pressing hallelujah that this, this, that this woman is my wife. This man is my husband and nothing is going to deny that or take me away from it. I'm going to have a press towards that. I see you now. I even see people pressing to pack their bags. As I said, and move to another city, praise God. Move where God has told them to go. I see people writing their resume letters. Excuse me, not resume, their, their, their um, resignation letters. Thank you. Their resignation letters saying that I will not take this anymore. I'm going to do what God has told me to do. I'm leaving this job and I'm going to trust God to provide the one he wants for me. I will not let bills get in the way. I will not let the, 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 the distraction of the JEA or the, the water bill or the light bill or I need this or I need that, but I'm going to trust God to do what he says do and he will deliver because he has already promised me and obligated me to uh, obligated himself to me by saying he will supply all of my needs according to Christ Jesus, his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel it in Jesus name, the spirit of press coming on everyone under the sound of my voice. Press. Matter of fact, just say press, just say press, press. Hallelujah. Can you say press? Press the spirit of press, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. I'm pressing, I'm pressing towards the mark. I'm pressing towards the prize. I'm pressing towards my destiny. I'm pressing towards my dream becoming reality. I'm pressing towards what God has called me to have. I'm pressing right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus' name, we pray, believe, and declare. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So glad you guys tuned in today. So, so happy. Uh, extremely excited. Praise God. We are getting our press back in Jesus' name. And that's for me too. Getting the press back in Jesus' name. For those who would like to give, praise God, we would, we would, we are asking you to give. I'm actually, I don't, you guys, you know, I don't normally ask this, but we need to raise about $5,000. Um, uh, you know, normally I just say you guys giving and whatever you do, you do. And that's between you and God. But we're asking, we're asking, praise God. You're right. We're asking, praise God, about $5,000 we need to raise um, to make sure we are able to get in. You guys know we've been fronting the bill for everything. Um, but it, it is um, it, it is our job as a body of Christ to uh, to give. So whatever you are able to give online, please uh, you can give uh, for those who don't know, you can just text the word launch to one eight 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 three six four give again. That's launch at one eight 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 three six four give. A lot of that is due to the fact that these buildings are going to need first, last and security. And uh, we have been given we have taken care of the hotel. Me and my wife personally have taken care of the hotel even though the price has exceeded, has gone up to $1,100 per week. Uh, we have taken care of that. Um, it's pulling, but we need, we need your help. Amen. I uh, don't take it lightly to be asking you this, uh, but we are moving forward. And the only way this ministry can move forward, as we all know, it takes finances. So if you are able to give by all means, please not, please give. Now, if you need the money to pay your bills, you pay your bills unless God is telling you differently. Uh, I want to be very clear with that. We are not that type of church where we're asking you to see this, this, this. No, no. We are the type of church that says, take care of home first, because that's your first ministry. Home is your first ministry. So make sure. And then if you have anything extra, then praise God, uh, you can give. Amen, please. Amen. My brother just texted me from Miami. Amen. Hallelujah. Please, please give. Again, the number is, you can text LAUNCH to 1-888-364-GIVE. Or if you have our app, you can go right on our app, download our app. If you don't have our app, download it, and you can give right there from the app. We truly appreciate you guys. We love you guys so much. And we th we're thankful that you even have a heart to sow into this ground 
And uh, this is good ground in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Is there any other thing you would like to add? No. Um, the baptism was great for those who were unable to see it. Nicole got baptized. It was so funny how everything worked out, but she got baptized. And uh, we're going to do it again for anybody else who wants to baptize. We'll probably do it maybe once a quarter for right now. Um, but the people were watching us at the beach baptized in the cold and we clapped and then, then all of the sky fell out. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, but it is on our Facebook page. If you want to see it at launch church, Jack's, you can see it right there. Uh, it should be up there for about another 20 days and then it'll come down. Um, but yeah, so we would love for you, love for you to watch that. Amen. Look at everybody online. That's just a blessing. Hallelujah. Anything else? Sweetheart? That's everything. We good? Uh, no, it's not everything. How could you say that? Uh, come here, Lauren, please. Yeah, come here. They can't hear you. You're talking and your microphone is off. Can you bend down and so you can get in the, ca the camera and turn around, let them see your face? Turn around a little bit more. I got you. Turn around. I got you. Turn around. There you go. Right there. Yeah, Lauren is graduating from college this Friday. Glory to God. <laughs> We are so well, she's like, she's embarrassed. She's a very, she don't like to be in front of the camera and that's okay. But she is graduating from college, you guys, this Friday um, from UNF with her bachelor's in, yeah, your bachelor's in what? Uh, interdisciplinary health studies, which is the long name for health science. So uh, Interdiscipline, I can't even say it. Interdiscipline health studies? Inter... <laughs> interdisciplinary health studies yeah, disciplinary so you're gonna you're gonna make us be disciplined praise god which is great amen i'm not even gonna try to say it but praise god now that she has her degree once the gyms open here guess who will be running the gyms oh there you go <laughs> so amen we're so proud of you we're supernaturally proud of you godly proud of you and uh we're going to be celebrating with her on friday of uh, this upcoming Friday, she graduates. Yeah, people are saying congratulations. Woo -woo. Thanks, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And uh, just thankful for her faithfulness to the ministry and even being here to do the camera and run all the scenes. You should see her while we're teaching. She's back and forth, back and forth. And, I mean, doing everything that y'all could never see. She's running to make sure stuff is good. Good, yeah. <laughs> well, now you're out of this, the picture completely. But congratulations to you. We bless you for that and for this journey. Uh, that you're on, and you say you're going to, to study your master's, and she's going to get a master's. So God be the glory. The master's in sports ma sports management. I can't speak now at all. Amen. After I did regular college and then Bible college, I was done. Wasn't nobody talking to me about master's, so more glory to you. Congratulations, and uh, we're super proud of you. Uh, if you got your seat together, praise God. Hold up your phones. If, if you sold through your phone, praise God, as we pray over it. And uh, oh, the proud grandmother is saying congratulations. The proud grandmother is saying congratulations to Lauren. Praise God. We're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate her in a big way this Friday in Jesus name. And and also just be in prayer as well again about this new building that we're going out there. I got the pictures of it. We're going to have to put some 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 sweat equity into it. But praise God, if we got to do that, they have something that we can call our own and praise God. That's what we're going to do. Amen. So be in prayer that people won't become money hungry. That's the prayer we need to pray this week, that they won't become money hungry when they find out who whose name is on the lease. If not, I'm calling Felicia. <laughs> I'm going to call Felicia and say, Felicia, go on up there and talk to them people so they don't know it's me in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. But just but, but seriously, though, on a serious note, we want to pray that people don't become money hungry when they start doing their background searches and stuff like that and realize who your, your first, well, she don't like first lady, but who your pastors are um, in the in the ministry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Felisa. She said, we'll do. Felisa has, Felisa has my back. She has my back. And I, I'm so, I'm so thankful because this, let me tell you something. They, they they would trip me out as soon as they get the back. Oh, you're this and you're that. That tripped me out. I couldn't believe it was happening, but it happened right in front of my face. And amen. So praise God. So hallelujah. I know it's funny. We we leaving it alone. Heavenly Father, hold hold your phones up. 
for those who are giving or who have already gave on online, just hold your phones up so we can bless it as a, as a, a symbol. Father God, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name for those who have taken upon their heart, Lord God, to give into this ministry. Lord, you you heard the request. We requested 5000 Lord God, for first, last, and security, Lord God. So we are praying that that money comes in, Father God. We thank you that because of their obedience, Lord God, you will do something special in their finances in Jesus' name. Lord, whatever it is, a promotion, Lord God, or they just find a money on the floor. We've had that happen too. People have called me and said, Joshua, you prayed for 5000 and I found a bag for $5,000 on the, on the floor and, and, and in, a, in a duffel bag. And they turned it in, did all the right stuff. So nobody came to claim it, and they walked away with $5,000. God, we've seen you do it. In your word, you told Pete, Jesus told Peter to go catch a fish and out of the mouth of that fish, Lord God, you said the first one he catch, open the mouth and there'll be gold in that mouth. And you provide it just that way. That's why I want to talk about the unusual blessing. But Lord God, I thank you that you will unusually bless the people of this ministry, Lord God. They are faithful. They show up, Lord God, and they give with all that's on the inside of them. And Father, just bless them for it. Your word says in Luke 6, 38, that it, you will bless them, press down, shaking, shaking together and running over. Will you have men given to their bosom, Lord God? I declare that men today, Lord God, in this week will come up to them and give into their bosom, that they'll find themselves two, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, even a thousand dollars richer on this week just because of this sacrifice that they made on today in Jesus' name. Father, we bless you. We thank you. I pray for this upcoming week. I pray for all that for protection, we release ministering and warring angels in and throughout this week to remove any distraction out of the way, Lord God, that will try to get us off, off target in Jesus' name. And I declare that the press is back in each and every one of the people, your children, here on this live and in this house in Jesus' name. Lord, we bless you. We love you. We honor you. We lift you up. We magnify your name for you are so, so good. We love you, Father, and we honor you. Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We love you guys so much. Uh, be blessed, and uh, I'll let you know what's happening. I have to talk to the hotel. Um, I know that they've had they had some events this week, uh, but I have to talk to them as far as next week and see what will happen. If not, we will be right back here unless the building comes to pass uh, or comes comes to, uh, into fluid fruition. So, amen. I know I said it right. You proud of me? Fruition. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, we love you. Be blessed. And we'll talk to you soon. I'll be blessed. See you next week. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.